Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. It is the episodes or the feature which is probably the most nervously anticipated now by everyone involved in the Terrace Podcast because it's another top 12 list and after myself and Ewan got bullied mercilessly <laughs> by St Mirren fans, some Motherwell fans and then fans of other teams who, who joined in for the kicking, uh, it's, um, it, it's made us think a lot about the choices we are going to make. And make sure you have a St Mirren player in the top three, just in case. Uh, but to help me go through the top 12 central midfielders, this isn't defensive midfielders, this isn't attacking midfielders. This is someone you would, uh, in football manager, would be a CM who can play as, he can maybe play as a six, can play as an eight, sometimes can play as a 10. So it's, it, it's one of those players who are hard to pin down. And to help me do so, I am joined by Mr. Anthony Maximilian Anderson. Hello, Joel Sked. How are you? Good, yeah. Very good. Very, very well. Very well. I hope you are too. Yes, I am. I mean, I'm, I take, have you still got your mentions on mute? All that from all that time ago. From <laughs> yeah, uh, just just from as as soon as uh, Fowler put up the uh, put up the tweet, and then there was the first few. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> so, I, I think there's going to be an influx soon. So I just put it on mute. In 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 my defence, in your def- defence as well, we recorded that. So Fowler put uh, uh, put that out on the put that out in the feed. Um, went not long after we recorded it. So we recorded it um, one week. He put it out the week after, but then he didn't tweet about it till like three weeks later on, which, fair enough, Fildo's got other stuff going on. However, in that time, <laughs> things changed. Drastically. <laughs> uh, and it was 
it was then where St Mirren, in that time, <clears throat> sorry, uh, in that time St Mirren became the had the third best defence in the league, the best defensive record outside the old firm. They no longer have that. Ross County overtook them. <laughs> Bottom of the table, Ross County overtook them. But they're um, not anymore because Hearts beat them 6-1. 6-1, exactly. So I th- I they're like put eighth I- or something. <laughs> I think it's now back to uh, St Mirren and Hearts. And anyway, it was yeah, it was um, it, it was it was a difficult time for myself. It was a difficult time for my family, but we <laughs> uh, we, we we all came through that. I'm really really glad to hear it. Um, we I was at the rap party last week for the TV show, which was fun, but you missed it, Joel. I was sad to see you. What you were at the theatre? What'd you go and see? I was at the theatre. Yeah, I was. I was. I was very disappointed to miss it because it would have been good to see. It would been good to see everyone involved in the show. And when I say everyone involved in the show. Most likely, I wouldn't have spoke to anyone else other than yourself, <laughs> Craig Fowler, Sean McGuigan, Robert Bobbitt, <laughs> and uh, Craig Telford, just because um, uh, just not sociable that way. Anyway, I went to see um, I went to see the Mousetrap with oh, yeah. my uh, with uh, with my partner. I got her a ticket. Uh, well, I got us tickets for her birthday or Christmas. It was one of the two. You just said they're on her by herself. That's <laughs> yeah. for your birthday. You just head, head off. You pop. <laughs> uh, she's a massive Agatha Christie fan, so she's been reading, okay. reading, reading them all, um, trying to get through them all. So the mouse trap is. I think it's, uh, it's Agatha Christie, and it's the longest running. Uh, I think it's the wrong, longest running um, show in the world. I think. I mean, that is impressive. No matter yes. what you think, no matter what your opinions on Agatha Christie are. Uh, when you first said the mousetrap, the first time I was just thinking about the pub on Leith Walk, which uh, I was like, well, you're taking her to, you're taking <laughs> her to the, to what is actually the most lawless bar in, in the whole of Leith. Well, and, that, and that's saying something. Yes. Because I've been going there recently. Uh, I've probably been there maybe two or three times in the last maybe two months. Man, that is an eye opener in there. All that's- sorts is going on. Am I right in saying that is the 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 pub where it's got um, it's not got tenants but it's got loads of colours and it's got loads of um, like games. It's just yeah. like old old kind of arcade retro. games at the back. Yeah. There's like guns and stuff. Yeah, like I, it's never been been one that I frequent, but I've been there a few times now, and it's just a mishmash. It's probably it's very leith because it's now modern leith because it's just a mishmash of people from all backgrounds who you wouldn't normally put together, yeah. uh, and people are up to all sorts, and the bouncer just. Does nothing. He just uh, like I was sitting at the back on my knees, pretending to get shot, uh, and I'd been out for about twelve hours, pretending <laughs> to get shot by those arcade guns by people. And he just walked past. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't even flinch. And I mean, so I like that place, but I don't know if it'd be the place you would take Jenny for a for a birthday. We well, I wouldn't take maybe not for a birthday, but we have gone in before. Yeah, uh, went in us a Saturday afternoon, and like you said, it was uh, some very interesting clientele. So mm-hmm. very kind of hip folk in it and then there was just this really old uh, old guy who very much was was very leaf if yeah. I just looked at him he was just just leaf and uh, he, he he didn't look like he belonged there but he seemed to be having a good time and uh, the bound that's good news about the bouncers because there's a lot of bouncers uh, in Edinburgh and just worldwide who are massive pricks yeah they just don't they don't even see anything as just being tongue-in-cheek and a wee bit of a laugh no. Yeah, anything that's if you're moving in some sort of way and you have any sort of props, that's normally red alert. But you're being safe with these props. Uh, I don't always <laughs> see what the problem is. I I once got chucked out of the hive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got led got led away with. Uh, he actually put put my hand and my arm round my back, uh, just um, in like some some sort of uh, hold because he was he was bald. 
and uh, I rubbed his head like uh, if I was rubbing, <laughs> uh, rubbing the genie lamp <laughs> from Aladdin. He, he, he didn't take kindly to that. Um, and uh, I was being led through a busy club uh, while pleading, I need to get my jacket. <laughs> Uh, we've all, we've all. I think that's probably something that's been replayed. Maybe not the the rubbing of the bouncer's head, which is extremely fucking brave. Uh, I would say um, he was a wee guy. That, that's why. <laughs> that's why I felt brave is because he walked past me and I was towering over him. And I'm not. I'm not massively tall, but it was just. I mean, you've got a bald head and you're small. You're open to those. I think I've had my. I mean, you rubbed my head the last time we were on the telly together yeah. for a photo. So <laughs> I accept it. I know that. I know my role uh, with my. With, with the way I look, so you just have to accept it. But this guy's obviously got wee man syndrome, and on top of that, it must be bouncing at the hive did not look like a, like an easy gig. And it's still going strong. I saw it the other day, couldn't believe it. Hive's still kicking about, uh, but power to it. But yes. the, yeah, think- that, that, if you're talking about Lawless, Lawless era, <laughs> that, that wee side of uh, Edinburgh, that just that street of Edinburgh's uh, falls into that category. N- Nidri Street, yeah. Yes. Good, uh, all sorts going on in there. <laughs> I digress. Well, let, let's get back to the topic at hand, and that is the top 12 central midfielders. Tony, you were on the top 10 defensive midfielders. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're going on to the top 10 central midfielders. So, yeah, it's it's always, I think, I'm just something I like to say is that we, we get a bit fast and loose on the on the position sometimes with certain yep. players, but an idea is that we can make these lists slightly open because, like this, for example, if we kept McGregor and maybe, for example, we put Cantwell in the um, attacking midfielders, mm. even though I think I'm from now watching Cantwell quite closely, I look at him very much as an eight, I think. But the idea moving yeah. forward, it stops it just being because basically we'd have had to put every single cent- Celtic centre midfielder. Yeah. And then if you're being honest, you probably have to put all the Rangers ones as well. Because yeah. Jack, you could argue, Jack, not yeah, a, that's who's going to say. And then suddenly you've got seven guys that are all just playing for Celtic Rangers. And, and it sort of goes against the ethos of the entire podcast uh, yeah, if you end absolutely. up doing that. Saying that, the my uh, um, the upper echelons of my list are dominated by one club. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but there's nothing you can do. There's nothing no. you can do about that. They're good. They're good players. Yes, and it's all it's, it's like the best that team's been in, in the last sort of few years is just they're they're absolute streets ahead, and the players are brilliant. But we'll have fun talking about them because I like them. But would you like to know my number twelve, please? I've went ahead and done a, a sort of. Because I was there was some players that said there was a twelve and I was like, oh, there's no one I really think really deserved it. If you know what I mean, I, I had like ten that I was like, yep, I think these guys are the solid ones for me. So I kind of went for a wee lifetime achievement award here, Joe, and I did just go for Glenn Kamara um, oh. because 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 I love Glenn Kamara, but there's no denying. I mean, he's had about two good games this season. I think it was like PSV away, yep, and possibly against Hearts. I think it was, and, and, he, and he has been poor, and he's definitely a guy that he just doesn't fit what the manager wants, and, and, he, and he's going to need a move, and he's no doubt going to be away next season. I don't think yeah. there's any doubt about that. So I just felt a guy that I love, a guy that I've loved watching, I was seeing how much he developed from coming in at Dundee, and then Rangers is basically stealing him for absolutely buttons. What was it, 50k? 50k. And just it's just like the most um, one of the like of the last decade, the sort of best value signings yep. you'll get. And he's still a player that I, I just I absolutely love watching him. I love players like I love the snake hips of players. We'll go they, on to someone a bit like later who's got just that actually. Yeah, he's he, he, he was he's brilliant in the, in the way that he took possession. You know, he, the way he does take possession, uh, the drop of the shoulder, his awareness to get away from away from players. 
there are almost, I think there's kind of parallels to his to his time at Dundee is because he started off so well and then towards the end he kind of tailed off that's right that's uh, right I mean there was uh, Dundee was shit and uh, I don't think it was using uh, being used properly but yeah he, uh, almost like it was he knew he was getting a move then Stephen Gerrard gave him a long term deal and then I found it interesting that Michael Beale one of the first things one of the key kind of topics he talked about when he first came in was Glenn Kamara because he'd obviously worked under Glenn, uh, worked, uh, worked with Glenn Kamara when he was his first team coach and Kamara obviously had not been doing uh, that well had been in and out of the team he had a, a, an injury as well and then Beal talked about how he was going to be a key player for him and he was like looking to try and get him back back to his best but it's just never it's just it just not happened there was the I think the uh, one of the, the the big moments was the League Cup uh, League Cup final against mm-hmm. Celtic, where Beale went with the uh, uh, quote unquote tried and trusted midfield trio, mm-hmm. and they were just miles off it, miles mm-hmm. off Celtic. They just couldn't get close to him. I thought Kamara was yeah, he just the game just absolutely passed him by. Yeah, no, I said I, 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 I'm not arguing in terms of his performances this season. I would like to defend more of them, but I, when I was literally, I was thinking about, I was talking to you and about it as well because I was like, I wanted to put him in, and I, I remember the PSV game. I was like, was there any other games he's actually done well in? Because I was wanting to put, put him higher, but I just thought, no, nah, he's, he's he's not really played. He's been out of the team. He's he's been poor. And and a lot yeah. of the games that he has been, it's not just that it's not just that he wasn't flavor of the month, really. It was poor performances. And that's why I thought, no, if I'm gonna put Kamara in, it has to just be a nod. And that would mean the only way you can get a nod in this is if you're if you're 12. I might get slated for this, but it's just it's just a player that I've loved watching for years. And I just wanted to, to be, talk about him because this might literally be, be the laughing. last time I ever talk about Glenn Kamara, really. The snake hips. <laughs> the uh one of the things I learned from the centre back list, where um, where uh, you and I were um, we were taunted and bullied, was uh, the the makeup of it. I I included too many people who have done um, done stuff in the past and not had a good season. So like Stephen Kingsley, included him, he's had a, t- a, a wretched season. Kind of uh, Craig Halkett's barely played. So this time I thought around right, like let, let's be let's be a bit more assertive with it. So I've only got like you at number twelve. I've I went for a lifetime achievement um and on a uh, kind of honorary mention and that's uh, Stephen Davis. Okay, right, okay. So you've done the exact same yeah. thing as me, just a different player. All right. Yeah, I mean Plenty to say about Stephen Davis. He was he, he he was he's one of those that I love those sign-ins when uh when they come so old and they still end up doing like and this is an outfield player as well, they still mm-hmm. end up doing like five, six really high quality years. And it's yep. like and you start thinking, oh why why do why do these players get doubted all the time? Why why is signing a 32-year-old or a 33-year-old sneered at? But it's because this is actually maybe quite unusual. Yeah, and with, with, with Davis as well, it's I think it's been a, a problem with uh, with Rangers, and I think it points to their their lack of uh, um, what, what what would be the what would be the word um, the, the, the lack of progression with squad building, mm-hmm. and the issue with recruitment over the last few years is that they've not replaced Alan McGregor, they've not replaced. Uh, Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis still, I think, still would have been a, a key player if he was if fit this season. Yeah, yeah. Because he is someone you you can just go back to the well to and you know what you're going to get. He is always going to be available for possession, always uh, capable of receiving the ball. 
when he gets the ball, he's so good at keeping it. His awareness, um, his passing range, just everything. He's, he's just so good that no matter how uh, how old he gets, and uh, physically he's like moting around the pitch. It's not never been his mm. game, but even without that, he's still just um, that experience. He's still getting better at that side of the game, and yeah, he's just someone that I think. The reason Rangers kind of go back to him is he's he's just so trustworthy, he's just so reliable in the uh, the middle of the park, and he always plays on like a swivel. He's not yeah. a he's not. Yeah, I think people misplace, and I think it wasn't till maybe he came to Scotland that maybe even I, I respected how much of a rounded player he was, and that he is actually quite a progressive player. Because I always thought of him, and this maybe happens sometimes in England because he plays for playing for more unfashionable clubs. Uh, and, side, and the role, yeah, and the role that he's being asked to do. But when you see him at Rangers, suddenly you're like, "Wow, this guy's—he's only been using half his ability for yeah. for for so many years." And this happens. This happens a lot, I think, in England because I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend. Obviously, it's an extremely high level. It, it is the highest level, especially when it comes to physicality and the physicals needed to play in the league. So you see, some players have to they sort of play sort of like a half role. That but the minute you put them in a different environment. You realise, well, they're actually capable of doing absolutely yes. everything. And I always think with Davis that even if maybe we'd been given a bit more freedom and maybe got to play for even a mid-table club, because it was always lower end, Stephen, uh, uh, in England, that you would um, you could have saw more from him and he maybe could have developed further earlier in his career. And you saw it for Northern Ireland as well. But again, he had what's holding him back there is he had no one around him to play off. It was like a, a bit of a one-man band a lot of the time. Uh, the, for large periods of his Northern Ireland career. But in terms of a lifetime achievement award, he's probably even better than Glenn Kamara because he's a lifetime achievement is ridiculous of like 20 years playing at a, a ridiculously high level. And he's got well over 100 caps, I think, for Northern Ireland. And, and I, I I always really like watching because he'd just take the ball yeah. and he would he'd drive with it. And he's, then he would make like wee outside of the foot passes and he'd be available again going forward. He's a cracking player. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely, and uh, he's someone I look to, and just you, you know, you know the saying, "Oh, make uh, when you when you're playing uh, like uh, when you're younger and yeah, uh, you're getting coached." I was like, "Oh, um, uh, make the ball work, mm-hmm. make the ball work," and the way he's someone where I look at it, I was like, "Okay, that's that's what it means," because uh, he is so good at receiving. Past, like you said, he plays on a swivel. He's so good at receiving the ball, is that he almost like doesn't have to touch it. But mm-hmm. he creates space for himself, and it gets away from uh, opposition players just because of uh, because of that awareness. And he knows where uh, everyone is. Who's your number eleven? Right. Let me have a little peek back. Actually, I, I don't think I need to. I think I went for, and this is probably more about ability. Even though he's still, and 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 I think he's had some poor periods in the season, like all all his teammates have, and they've arguably improved without him in the team. But I still think quality-wise, goals, still had some assists, uh, the impact he can have on a game. I've still went for Dylan Levitt in there. Oh, mm. okay. I, again, yeah, I, I, I've not included him mm. in my in my 12, so... Uh, I, I, didn't ex- I actually expected, I really, I did expect that. But again, um, these are one of the ones when, when I was thinking about him, I was like, he's such a high-quality player. He's shooting, it's... it's, it's probably up there is one of the best in this mm. list in terms of its accuracy and its power and, and, and the difference in the types of shots he can make. But he's, if you look at all these stats still add up as a player. And this is what pushed me towards him is when I looked at, he was still middle of the road for everything. His, his accurate passing still there. His long passing still there. He's still making a couple of sets. He still made some goals. His recoveries were a lot better 
than I expected for, for Dylan Levitt as well, because I felt there was a period in the season where he kind of went, fuck this. I'm yep. not really enjoying this anymore. And and he was sort of like epitomised maybe a bit of the problem at Dundee United where you were talking about high-quality players who are are now they're throwing the towel in. And that, that did happen at Dundee United quite early. And he'd already... He'd happened under done, two managers. Yeah, under another two managers. So, I mean, he's very lucky to be in there. But I still think, compared to what some of the other people and other people are bringing to the table, just his conversion rates... How often he can score a goal? He scores non-penalty goals. He's still just a hugely dangerous player who is, even when he's playing within himself, um, is still of higher quality than a lot of the players. And that fought his way into my twelve. Yes, I so I there is. Um, I'm just I'm just I'm just going to count uh, one, two, three, four. Five, maybe there's five or six players on my list who I think Dylan Levitt's a better player than, mm-hmm. but he's just not had, uh, he's just had a really poor season. And like when you compare it to last season, but a lot of I feel I feel sorry for him. I've got a lot of sympathy for him because of the makeup of Dun United's mm-hmm. midfield mm-hmm. and the different roles he's played, what he's been asked to do. Because even last season. There were times where he's, he's one of those where we t- we talked about at the start the the start of the podcast where you, you could play him as a six. Don't think that's his best position. You could play him as an eight. You could play him as a, uh, play him as a ten. Um, because of that kind of midfield versi- uh, versatility, probably not. Probably don't know his best role just yet. However, mm-hmm. his best role is in a midfield where he can have some protection, where he knows that if he loses the ball, there's someone goal side of him to, to to win it back. There's a wee bit of protection there. And take some risks. Yeah. I, I, I felt felt sorry for him for being brought back after last season's excellent uh, performance and then being basically going, oh, uh, Dylan, you are playing in that midfield. And then to see... He must no have regretted one. a lot maybe coming yeah. back. And I think I think that mirrored in his play. And, that, and that's not me Absolutely. defending him because that's not, that's not okay. But for for you to, but you could see that sort of etched in his face. You can see that etched in his style of play. But it must get frustrating when you're a player when you come in and and you suddenly realise this team isn't made up at all. And what's going to get the best out of me? I've I've made a mistake. Uh, and I'll be interested to see what Levitt does. He's got another year on his deal, doesn't he? Going yeah, so if positive. He signed a he signed a two year deal. Yeah. So I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how that works next He's season. Been... I'm sure Goodwin will want to to create a midfield that that, that that works with Dylan Levitt. I'd be shocked if, if Goodwin wouldn't want to do that. He's Especially been... if they, probably, there's a high chance they'll lose McGrath and then they could maybe use Levitt in, in a similar role to, to him. Yeah, but it's, it's, uh, without getting uh, off topics, we are really interested in the uh, summer for Dunyan because I do think I do think that seems they're going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's, he's obviously been missing I think uh, the last half a dozen games I think he might be out for the remainder of the season with his knee injury uh, but yeah it'll be interesting to see how they go on under uh, Goodwin especially in the next season Hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City Go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda You never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. My number 11 is Stephen Kelly. Oh, okay. Do you have him? Uh, I think so. Even though I get confused between each of them all the time, is this the one that scores all the goals? That's the he's the, he's yes. the one that <laughs> who scores more of the goals. I, I've got him uh, quite a bit higher. Oh, okay. I so we'll talk. We'll talk about him now. We'll just talk yeah. about him now. Yeah. I think he is a, a very good player. I think he's been a. Very, I think mm-hmm. he's a very very good signing for for Livingston. I just think in terms the reason he's, he's so low down in mind, I just think there's there's players who have um who've done more, uh who've either uh, been better this season, uh perhaps not uh, better quality, but done more, and then just a longevity have done uh, done more in Scottish uh, Scottish Premiership. But it's the first time I think we've really seen Stephen Kelly as a premiership mm-hmm. quality midfielder. Again, I don't think he's uh, he's he's been helped at times with uh, just with, with Livingston. Uh, they've kind of gone on and off the boil, but he's someone that's always capable of scoring a free kick. He's mm-hmm. uh, from great long range shooting. Uh, he's someone you want to have in uh, on the ball in in the final third. Probably like to see him put a wee bit more uh, numbers on the board. Mm-hmm. I do think kind of similar to Levitt, he can play six, eight, and ten. But I do think his best position is as a, a, a as a number ten who is going to shoot, going to break into the box, going to play that 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 final pass. And maybe I'm wrong. Livingston fans might correct me, but it's probably that last bit, that finesse with his passing in the final third. That I think that's there's there's there's, there's room for improvement there. I don't think he gets into the box enough um, for for the qualities he's got. I mean, the the goal he scored against, I think it was St Johnston, the one where he swept it. Yep. Into the into the bottom corner, there should be much more of that. There should be yeah. much more of that. Sort of like not worrying about being involved in the game. But even when you yeah, when you look look at his stats, there is there is a problem. Touches in the box are, are much lower than nearly every player, and that might be about a bit about how how Livingston play uh, and the worries that they've had. But Adam Abaha, just because I think technically, and and the the fun thing about doing these lists, Joel, is that the rule you play so fast and loose with rules of individuals, things yeah. that you don't consider for one player, you suddenly they they matter more to to another, and and that's the only way you can do this because it does start to come to something you're talking about personal preference, and because and the fact that he's not really been around and he's not really seen him a lot, this is sort of like a breakthrough season that worked in his favour for me and the fact that I think Livingston have been really poor and the, I watched his goals back and I loved them. Like, mm-hmm. It's not just a free kick. There's there's other one he scored. I forget it was against, but he, he side foots it barring in uh, as, as the ball's dropping. It's a half volley that he side foots for the edge of the box and it goes barring in. A really difficult, difficult finish. And then on top of that, you've got the, the free kick that you're talking about that he scored in the season. The goal he scored at Tynecastle was obviously like a, a, a big venue where he, he sort of like takes his time. He doesn't let himself get rushed. He cuts inside the player and then he sweeps it perfectly in, in, yep. in the bottom corner. And that was sort of like him starting to take more and more um, sort of responsibility as a player. I think we're looking at a guy that, perfect Livingston, but I think Hibs and Hearts might be looking at, there could have been a, such a simple, easy, yes. cheap signing and it could have worked out really well. Who knows, maybe he couldn't, we talk about this all the time, the ability for the, the, these players to step up. Because the expectations at Hibs, Hearts, and Aberdeen 
are, are higher, but the players around you aren't necessarily that much better. They are yeah. better, but they're not that much. And they don't always do it. So it can become a really like unforgiving place to play. Yeah, absolutely. I think you need to be. I think you need to be more involved. And in, I think with Kelly and if he stays at Livingston, stays in the Premiership, I think he's going to be a mainstay in this list. But just grow for me, grow higher and higher in my, in my list. Just at, at times, maybe he's been on the periphery too much for mm-hmm. Livingston this season for the quality that he has, the technical ability he has. He he's, he's been much better than when he was on loan at Ross County. That that, that that's for sure. Uh, where he struggled to struggle to make an impact, and that's when you're wondering, mm, is is he the player who I think Stephen Gerrard was hoped and thought he was going to get? Mm-hmm. And I know Ewan uh, was it was Ewan or um, Ewan's a huge fan. Ewan's a huge fan. Was it Graham or something? It might, it might be Graham. It just talked about how big a miss or missed opportunity was for teams like you've mentioned, uh, and then other maybe uh, like Dun United to have not got uh, got uh, like picked them up. And it, tried, to, really, tried to try to mould them because it gave him with, with sort of certain types of players around them because he's had Holt around them, Omionga this season who've both grown hot and cold for yep. especially for their standards this season. But if you look at, I'll, I'll just use him as an example. It's easy for me. We took the punt on Ewan Henderson, who is was having this sort of exact same type of career as Kelly, yep. an attacking a, a sort of creative midfielder. Who was who was easy on the eye, but you weren't sure how he how he was was with enough and tumble. Even had the poor loan spell at Ross County, and Hibbs went out and taught him. So for me, it's like oh, can, picking between the two. I wish we'd went with with Kelly, but who knows? If we come to Hibbs, it, it might not work as we spoke about. It is it is never a guarantee. But just these technical levels are so high, and I don't believe that there's loads of them in this. Mm-hmm. And as you've probably noticed with with Levitt as well, it's like the the amount of goals. That being a goal threat matters to me in this yep. in this list because I think there's a real lack of goal scoring midfielder central players uh, that we have. So those I, I feel those things supersede maybe some of the other things for me, and and that's what gets these guys on the list. And maybe has got Kelly slightly higher than than, than maybe you've put it for me. Yeah, so the, you you made a good point there because there's uh, there's a group in uh, kind of how I ordered it. There was a couple of players whose goals. I think pushed them uh, much higher up than mm. perhaps their 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 quality mm-hmm. uh, quality should. Uh, but yeah, Kelly probably M O H. I'm wondering if that's maybe where where about you. Are. <laughs> there's, a, there's an M O H and there's a J C. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, 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 they're both there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've probably maybe been a bit harsh on Kelly, but it's uh, it's one where I'll put in an asterisk. Plenty of plenty of promise. Mm. Who's your who's your number ten? Let me have a look again. I think it might be Mr. Newell, Joel. Have you give me a sec. Yes, it is. Joel oh, Newell. good because uh, I have, I have, I have him one place higher. So oh, this is which is unusual because uh, I know you're not a Newell. You're not. You're never been a Newell sort of uh, guy. No, have you? you've always been a bit. Yeah, you, it's not that you never rated him. You've always had. There's always been a bit of caveat when you talk about Newell. It's, it's a suspicion. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely suspicion. Just because and it's not, that's not unusual. And 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 Easter Road stands. He's a he's a player that no one doesn't rate, but his usefulness, uh, depending on who you talk to, uh, ranges from yeah. perfect useless a lot of time doesn't take enough responsibility to to people like me who think mm, he's really the only guy who can do everything in that midfield. So Apart from shoot, he can't shoot for shit. But yeah, I think uh, one of one of our pals, Hibs uh, fan, I, I, I'm sure sure it's him. He's uh, he's I think he's a big 
that a fan of Neil for that reason is that he's he's uh, he's a player who can do something different within the Hibson field. The reason I so I've got him at uh, ninth, and I actually had him originally uh, before we came on. I had him at eleven. Uh, however, I had a look. We look. Um, we look at the stats before uh, kind of refining my list, and he. I think through the stats, he was the only one that moved just because of how involved he was in mm. just about everything. Everything in terms of uh, passing the ball, receiving the ball, carrying the ball, uh, progressing the ball, just lots of little different metrics which players on this list should be good at because mm-hmm. it's Sermon's field list that you mentioned goal scoring. But I think this is uh, as 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 an eight, uh, you need to you need to be a jack of all trades uh, almost mm-hmm. uh, at, at times. And I think Joe Newell has slowly but surely come into into that mold and there is some recency bias in that because he was uh, was was there for the uh, unfortunately there for the Edmund Derby and he was he, he was magnificent. That was his performance. Think... That was his performance this season. Yeah. And and and, 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 and a big thing I liked about that in general was he done a bit of talking before the game mm. uh, about how important the game was and how angry he is about how his sort of personal record I think for, for Hibs at Easter Road especially over his time in derbies, and it was good to see, which is not always a very Hibs trait uh, over my lifetime as someone who does this little bit of chatting before the game, but then goes on and he did. He played a bit like a man possessed that he Hibs had. To, he was willing to do anything to make sure that happened. And uh, it, was, it was. I think it was. It was a different performance to the one that you can expect from Newell in the midfield for Hibs where he'll get the ball and he'll he, uh, f- from if you don't pay too much attention oh he looks really tidy keeping the ball mm-hmm. it was a much more um, up and atom performance uh, he was obviously played slightly higher mm-hmm. uh, just to almost get in hearts uh, the opposition uh, opposition faces and he did a, a really really good job yeah and like his interceptions were good he gets in people's faces he's obviously his long passings obviously one of, probably one of the best uh, on on the list, especially mm. for the for for the for the non the non old firm players, he's had he's had a wonky season. I mean, there was a period he was at one of our better periods in the season, coincided with him not being in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on top of that, like I mean, Hibs barely won a game outside of that when when Newell didn't play. So it's a, it's a it's a bit of a tough one, and maybe seeing him with. Even though I'm not a, a, a big Jago fan, again, just Newell not having to do so much. Yep. I feel like I feel like Neil's been had had a bit of a, a tough time over his Hibs career is that he's never matched up with the right midfield. And I feel like he's always had to try and be a bit more than maybe he has to be. And I think he does make passes into the final third, but I don't think he's that creative. I don't think he's that great at a through ball. He, he can do it, but yeah. I feel like Hibs, he's left to do that like and be the main guy at that, which I don't think feeds into to, to who he is, and that makes him maybe have too much responsibility. And he's matched and, up with Doyle Hayes, and that yeah. and it, it doesn't always work. It doesn't. Yeah, always work. It, I think there's 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 both sides you can look at that. That he's he's asked to be that um, kind of the, the the pass before the pass before the goal, or the pass before the goal, mm-hmm. and he's that creative force, but also asked to do too much defensive uh, defensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Really, has yeah. too much of the defensive responsibility on, on on the flip side. So he's he's been like asked almost to do uh, to be two specific roles, which he is not specifically really good at. Yeah, either of them. He's he, he can chip in on both sides, but he's more he's he's more in between. Yeah, we need the Hibs. I think he would be really good with a specialist defensive midfielder, and my my opinion would be 
personally, who's a bit more rounded than than Jago, because I've always mm-hmm. said that Jago's half a footballer, basically, and and that can get you so far, and it's really helped in this period of the season. But going into next season, that wouldn't fill me with joy. Uh, Jago being that guy, and maybe I say Josh Campbell, who we're going to come on to. I'm, I'm sure who I'm going to give a, a fair amount of praise to. Mm-hmm. But again, he's not a brilliant ten. He's not a brilliant player. Uh, again, he, he he lacks certain modes and that. So Neil's again trying to pick in and I'd like what you say and be everything. I think maybe if Hibs recruit well, uh, we'd see a season when he's got much more specialist players around him and he's just able to play that box-to-box role uh, with a bit of quality in some of his set pieces. I think you would see, might be one of those where Neil actually, his final season at Hibs or something like that becomes his, his best almost. Yeah. And maybe he's remembered more fondly than maybe he could be if he left now. And uh, people will be like, maybe we should have got him on a new deal. I've got a feeling that that could happen with you if Hibs were to build the, the, the correct midfield. So that was your 10. He was my nine. Uh, apologies for my mouse clicking as I move between my tabs. The, my number 10 is Graham Shinney. Okay. I didn't put Shinny in. I'll just say that now. And and to be clear, it's not because he's he's definitely one of the better players in this, but there was a small sample size. He was part of a team that went, it was fucking shit, really, <laughs> yeah. for a while. And, and he wasn't in it. And then he started costing them with getting these red cards. So I was like, that, you know what? I think maybe it's like the naughty step almost for me, for, for Graham Shinny, is that there deserves to be, you deserve to miss out on something because my expectations of you are miles higher than everyone and yeah. pretty much every other player on this list. So, so Shenny, I think obviously if he was here from the start of the season, I think he'd be in both of our lists and probably a lot higher up. He would, ah, yeah, he'd be in the top six for me, probably. Yeah, the, 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 reason I, the, the reason he's so far down the list for me, uh, some of the points you said, Tony, uh, just difficult start uh, sending offs. But the... The fact that he's he's only been here this this season a few months and just looking at what other players have done this season in the Premiership they have been uh, they've been more important more effective uh, just better whereas Shinny but I still had to conclude Shinny just because I think he is a tremendous centre midfielder right. and he is I just look at him as the, the the prototype central midfielder that every team outside Celtic and Rangers need to have. And the to to succeed in the Scottish Premiership. That's why he's been such a talismanic figure for Aberdeen before he moved uh, got the move down to uh, down to Wigan, and he's came back. and There's been a few occasions where he's just he's looked incredible. The three 0 game against Hearts, obviously, Matty Pollock got a lot of uh, credits under uh, got a lot of credit, understandably. Duke got a lot of credit, understandably. But uh, Shinny, you, you talked about Neil playing a, a man possessed against uh, possessed against mm. Hearts. Shinny was it was just incredible, just and it's just everything he was really good at winning the ball back, hunting op- opponents, chasing them down, just engaging with opponents, and then when he gets the ball, he's perfect for Aberdeen because he's a midfielder doesn't want to just pass it about. He mm. wants to get from A to B, whether that's a forward pass or him driving with the ball forward, and he, he just he's just so good at that. Yeah, and you and. and- and under Robson, I know we've only seen him a few times, but I think you'll see that the the, the the how good that three midfield, but we've not got to see a lot, and this is something that worries me, uh, especially if they keep Clarks in it next season, is that all three of them can play the the and Robson style yeah. really, really well. So the fast turnovers from, from Clarkson, Shinny's able to do it 
physically, like take the ball from yep. A to B quickly. Ramadani's got a bit of quality and, and, and a bit of pass, and he can play forward fast. So they're all able to, right now, they're not playing hugely possession-based. They're getting the ball forward really, really quickly, and they can all do it in, in a range of different ways. And I'm like, that that could work out really, really well next year, especially with another preseason under their belt. And as I said, I don't think Shinny getting red cards is going to become a thing. It's no. very much like enclosed in this period, and it's fun. Uh, for 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 everyone else and, and the euphoria that that has caused and and when we sort of send this list over to Graham, I'm more than happy for for Levitt to get kicked out and for Shinny to get in because ultimately Shinny's just he probably should be in this list no matter what. If we're giving any, if I'm giving Levitt a break for this season because of what he done last season, I think maybe I can give Shinny a little bit of a break. Based on this, for the for the six years he gave, I've seen him sort of run the show almost for for Aberdeen. Great, but he's he's a brilliant player. He's one of the, as you see, just ones that you want. Like I mean, obviously me, my archetype was was Scott Brown when he first broke yeah. in at Hibs, uh, and there's going to be a player that we're going to bring up later, another St Mirren player who I really like, who can, who can do similar. Yeah. And they're just they're they're my favourite central midfielders, and a lot of them don't score a lot of goals. But you just feel like you dominate games with these guys. You win, you win the midfield battle, and Shinny is exactly the guy that can help you do that. Yeah, absolutely. And this, this Phil and I was talking about it, um, earlier when they did, they did a podcast, and sorry, talking about Hearts, but that's Hearts. Hearts average the fewest fouls in the league uh, this season. It's just not not Hearts. And if I was a Hearts boss, I would be um, say to Cami Devlin. This is this is the type of player that you need to be for us. You can be, and you and can, can be. be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Devlin has the Devlin has the the outlying ability that he can be more than maybe what you've seen this season. He's not just a hatchet man. It's a really yeah. easy thing to give to Devlin, but Devlin is definitely able and has the ability to become much more of a ball carrier. Uh, and as I said, a ball carrier in the Scottish Premiership who can tackle, who can slide tackle and get bond to box is the fucking one you want so yes. much. Absolutely. So who is your number nine? Right, okay. I have went for, and I mean, this guy's going to be much higher next season, but I've went for Raskin um, and at nine. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, have you got him in higher? No, I've got him. Uh, so what am I? What am I? I've just said uh, my new was my nine. So I've got him at eight. Right. Okay. So we're we're not a million yeah. miles away. I mean, this is a bad time to bring him up. I thought he was fucking atrocious. Uh, yeah. In the old firm, the old so, firm game there, and I was really disappointed in him. If if we had done this, if we had done this list a few weeks ago, I reckon he would have been potentially top five, top six, but then just you, you talk about how the, the rules you use for this. I couldn't. I couldn't say uh, go. Oh, Graham Shinney is uh, is, is is ten, and uh, Nico Raskin is much higher because that's Nico Raskin's only been here this half season, and it's been a difficult one. And it's been up and down, yeah, exactly. for him. But it's been up and down where he's he, he arrived with a massive reputation, and I think it's probably a reputation which is going to be um, correct in the long run. There's there, there's aspects of his game that I I really really like, but he's not. He's he's not wowed me in the way that I was expecting to be wowed. Yeah. I thought he was going to really uh, take the games by the scruff of the neck and totally run them, but I feel like we're seeing uh, we're we're seeing bits of his attributes, but only in small dosages, and rarely seeing them all put together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I know I can see he's got a bit of dig. Actually, that'll suit Scottish. He's not just like a a pretty deep lying player. 
I, I think he, he's got a bit of dig. He can actually go in, which will suit him here. He can dribble and he can dribble pretty well. And he starts, I thought that, and then I looked up and he starts, I think he was one of the best in the in this list for, for like amounts of dribbles yep. and the percentage that he um that, that he completes. Uh, I'll see if I can actually get that up while, while I'm talking. So the, the with, with that is that when um I took of all the uh, the players, I took Raskins with a slight pinch of salt just mm-hmm. because um when you filter it in the bit we use for Y Scout, it would have included his um, stats from standard, right? Uh, okay, yeah, the, I never thought about that. Well. Yeah. So and I did remember that for other players last time, but that, yeah, fair enough. But I mean, you can still see that that, that you can, you can still see the player that you, the, the player that you, you you're, you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, and I think it will. I think next season, uh, I think he misses maybe they're not having Jack around, someone who plays that maybe plays that deeper role and allows Raskin to play. See, I'm really interested in the I would have liked to have seen a Rangers midfield of. Jack Raskin and Cantwell, mm-hmm. and we've not really got to see it yet. I don't think we're ever going to see it. I think Jack might be that, like this might, final injury when going out of contract might just yeah. be the the last straw, unfortunately for for Jack and, and a player that I love and I really rate. But I think that's what's going to happen. So what might be interesting is Raskin. I'm guessing next season is going to become the more deep line player. He'll replace Jack in that role because I think they'll want to go and get a a more attacking midfielder because I've been really impressed with Cantwell and, and is more of an eight. I like the way he picks uh, Cantwell. My favourite thing about it since I've seen him is his agility and his ability to drive with the ball from deep when when fouls. Yep. Um, so I, I I think that's good for him. And Rangers can have someone with a bit more finesse in that further forward one to, to help them pick locks against a lot of teams. So, so I can see Raskin being used in that deep lion role fairly regularly in the Scottish Premiership, but maybe yep. not in the in European terms. He might play more of an eight role. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think I, I think that's fair. But the concern with Raskin in that deep lion role is just maybe discipline, but he's still a young player. So uh, not discipline in, in terms of fouling, but positional discipline, being mm-hmm. wanting, wanting to be more involved higher up or wanting to enjoy in the game higher up and kind of vacating a position that's probably a uh, position in the park which they need to have someone, whether it's about... Um, kind of recycling possession and, and, and starting again. So it is something that he, he's still young. Michael Beale has apparently been a big fan of him for, for a number of years. I might look to uh, look to refine him. But I think there's a, there, there's been enough there to suggest that he's going to be a really right talented signing. player. Yeah, a really exciting he, player. He, he, he tires quite a lot. You see him fade out of games mm. as well. Again, because he comes in and with the... The way that he's been sold to you, thinking, right, this guy's just going to fucking run the show. They're getting the ball, bouncing off people, driving, ability to to, to dribble. Uh, but he has, you see the good range of passing, you see the, the the quick feet that he has in points and he can get out of tight areas. And like I said, I, I can see Rangers using them, so maybe a bit like how Celtic used McGregor in the Scottish Premiership, mm. but then because he can get away with them not necessarily being the best positional sense. But like you say, yeah. that might get found out later day and that might be their way of getting everyone into the team who they, as I said, the Cantwell, Raskin and what I think they'll want is another, uh, te- I'm assuming, technical player to play in that further forward role. Because Rangers have been very guilty of it, going back to Gerrard's spell of uh, overkill in terms of protection in the midfield and uh-huh. uh, the, the defensive-minded players or possession-based players. So, yeah. Neat players. You like, you like the like track. And the thing is, when you've seen them away in Europe, like, I, 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 I might, if anyone who listens to this podcast religiously will know that I always bring up the, the away game that they drew in Porto 
is like a day that I thought that when they drew 1-1 against Portland, Morelos scored is a day where I thought Rangers really tricked into like a proper European side because they mm. went there and they pretty much dominated the game against a really top-level team for the Europa League, if you, if you know what I mean. Uh, and obviously they had Kamara, uh, Jack and Stephen Davis yeah. in that midfield and it was like little triangles and they totally dominated the game and you could see Portland getting really frustrated and it was like, they they looked like the the foreign team uh, rather than than Porto, and that was like. And then I I think maybe Gerard had the same as me is that he fell in love with that when he when he watched it and never realizing that maybe use them horses for courses in that, and then you can really use that in games in the Scottish Premiership. But I just think that he he sort of fell in love with the players, he fell in love with the system, fell in love with the way that that would work. But again, it's just needless. And, and the Scott Perry just don't need to have it. And then you've got less people that, like I'm saying, are, are, are going to unlock the door. Right. So, Raskin, what, what number is Raskin on your list? <laughs> uh, let me get back to that there. I think it's number eight, but give me a second. 12, 11, 10. No, number, that was number nine. Number nine. So, he was your uh, number nine. nine. He's yep. my number eight. So, who is your number eight? <sighs> I'm going to say now, I'm going to put Kelly in there. I've switched. I've done a quick switch around, so I'll give Josh Campbell a little bit higher. Right. Okay. So Josh that, that, Campbell's that, that, earned because of what you said. I think you're right. Josh Campbell has earned the right to maybe move into that higher position. Right. That, that that's fine. So we, we we've spoken we've spoken about Stephen Kelly, hey. uh, and he is your he he he's your number eight. So eight, yeah. I think if I'm right, I think the uh, our next seven we've got the we've got the same we've got the same top seven. So. I have in my and for seventh place for me, uh, I've gone for Mark O'Hara. Mm-hmm. I've got, and I, I might be happy to drop him. Mean, I've got O'Hara um, one place higher. Um, so have you got? Have you got O'Hara? Seven, uh, sorry, O'Hara six, Campbell seven. Yes. So okay, so I've I've flipped it the other way. So I've got Campbell six and uh, O'Hara seven. When we do this list, any Sydney fans listen, it will be flipped Joel's way. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, right, who do you want to talk about first? Let's go for let's go for O'Hara. Sit some minute fans would have been uh, sitting on their sitting on their hands waiting waiting for uh, a buddy to be brought up. So let's go <laughs> for uh, Mr. Mark O'Hara, who is who is having a season I think none of us expected him to have. But <laughs> I do think and, and there's a there's players, I think Bojan Majowski is a striker, is another one. Um the, penalty, the, the the introduction of VAR and the amount of penalties getting given out means some players' numbers are skewed and you still have to score penalties and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you take... I, I don't think people would be losing their shit about Mark O'Hara just doing his day job. And that doesn't mean no. that he wouldn't be in this top 12. He would be in this top 12. I am not saying that before submitting fans lose their shit. But the idea that we're talking about like a top four Scottish Premiership central midfielder or a guy that should be playing for Scotland is fucking nonsense. It's absolute uh, nonsense. I, I, really, so I think I think it was Chick Young touted uh, Mark O'Hara for, for Scotland a few weeks ago. And then, uh, so tongue-in-cheek after he scored his, was it his double against Rangers, I just tweeted, I was like, oh, um, um, based on the long lines of Mark O'Hara. And the amount of folk that took it seriously, it was like, oh, I'm, not, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure he is Scotland, uh, Scotland of course class. Or vice versa. It's like, oh yeah, I think he should be, be considered. Wild. He's, 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 again, he's like, like Billy Gilmore can't get in the game for Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, like, but Mark O'Hara can. He scored yeah. a few penalties. Mark O'Hara, um, like Gogic, 
has found the perfect manager at the perfect time with the perfect system. Yes. Because Marco Harris physicals are really good. He's rangy. He's strong. He's athletic. He can get on the pitch. And this, again, as it does, it removes the lack of quality from Gogic's game and from Marco Harris' game. I mean, there's no real... Because Bacchus is higher, and Bacchus is someone I love, and I've got him yep. really high in this, and I love him for it. But none of them are high-quality footballers, or none of them are high-quality technical players. Um, and, 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 and I think with O'Hara, his he's goal score, his confidence has grown through the season. And I do like watching that in range. And obviously he, he likes a big game and he likes the cameras. And that, and, I, and, and I mean that in a positive sense because so many players don't. So many players don't have that sort of attitude where, where they get more up for it when the bigger teams come to play. Yeah, that, I think that, that, that definitely deserves a lot of credit and the fact that he's, he has been a big game player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. And, and then he's been great. I mean, the goal he scored at Ibrox was fucking up. such high quality, yeah. such a difficult goal to do. And I really don't, and I hate that I'm doing this because I feel like I'm qualifying Marco Hara, which is really unfair because he's having the time season of his life. But it's because other people have got so carried away that I feel like I need to step forward and alleviate that, even though that's unfair because he's had the season of his life and, and, and he's been really good this season and he's had such a top attitude and the right manager to do it. And obviously being a big part of submitting, getting at the top six. And again, scoring penalties is a skill and we should respect it as well. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You, you, you are the you, you're the sensible friend in the pub where one is uh, about to get chucked out and as you're just removing the drink from their hand and just kind of let's have a word. Let's have a word. Calm, uh, calm yourself, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. That's what you've done to the uh, to the to the Marco Marco Harrell lovers. And I, I think just to pick up on what something you said is about him and Gogic finding the perfect uh, the perfect system, the perfect manager, the perfect teammates. And I do think if you look at that that that's a, uh, that's at mid midfield uh, free. If you took O'Hara out, I don't think he's a top six. So obviously uh, they are technically top six uh, midfielders this season, Sutman and finishing in, in the top half. But I don't think. They, they, typically Marco Harris a top half Premiership midfielder I don't think Alex Gogic is a top half Premiership no. midfielder I think I said another submitting player who we're going to talk about is definitely a, a, uh-huh. a top six centre midfielder but just the way it's all clicked and yeah he's, he, he has had uh, he, he's had the, the season of his life so uh, so far and he's uh, it's been one of the surprises of the season however I don't think it's as surprising to me as the 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 rise, the turnaround of Josh Campbell. Yeah, well, incredible. Yeah, it's. I mean, I was, 
we we, we, was, talk, we we talked about it last last season, Tony. And uh, even me as a Hearts fan, it drove me mad when he was playing as mm. at the the deep end of the Hibs midfield, mm. and Hibs tried to build through play play through him. He was incapable of that because he couldn't play with his um he's he, he, back to the back to the opposition goal. He couldn't he couldn't he couldn't swivel his head to ever see what was going on. So well, I lived in this vortex where Josh Campbell would get the ball and he would just give it straight back to the defender. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, the, it was infuriating. I was like, no, the guy in that position, I'm not saying you never do that because sometimes you're under pressure and that's what you do. But you can't do it every time. He needs, if you're putting him in there. And I wonder if it's like Sean Maloney's lack of understanding of, of, of Josh Campbell because because just that Lee Johnson seemed to uh, spoke about not getting Campbell on the ball quite as much. Uh, and we're talking about sort of Mark O'Hara. Is yep. that that there's there's elements of that in his game, especially if you look at his stats. He he's a lot low level passing, doesn't pass the ball forward a lot. It's more about him getting forward into that yep. and using his physicality to get there. And Josh Campbell is what great has never ever ever been in question. But it seems like Lee Johnson figured out a way of refining it all a bit and so again using Campbell's physicality he's not he's not he's not tall but he's not small so he's relatively rangy he can get around the pitch quickly he's he can get into the box really fast because he's so fit he's just so fit and it's technically he's improved a lot this season but I don't know if it's through actual his technical abilities improved it's just that his confidence has grown so much and there was a little period there he's just had a downturn recently I mean if we'd done this Maybe four weeks ago, I'd be you'd be able to make an argument about a, about him getting like really really high. Yeah. But, but there was a recent game. God, I'm so annoyed that I, I I can't remember who it was against. But Campbell played the game of his life and he didn't score. But he was going everything going through him. Little flicks around the corner, touches, spraying the ball out wide. It might be remember Hibs were playing maybe St Johnson or someone like that. It was one of the weaker teams uh, from from the bottom six, and it was at Easter Road. I and, was it was it Kilmarnock? Yes, yes, yes. When yeah. Hibs won one 0 yes, and, he was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like talking on my the, the fans, or friends on a on a Hibs chat, and I was like, this is unbelievable. See, he is absolutely everywhere, and it's like intelligence, uh, fitness, but then you've got this like these really tidy little touches, loads of finesse to his game, and I was like, this is fucking unbelievable. Like, the, the the change of him and everything. He's not been able to quite keep that going forward, but the way he's taken to his new role, he's been punted around the pitch at Hibs, but he looks like he really, really wants it. And the adding the goals, if you look at his range of the goals that he scored, there's late runs into the box with one-on-ones, there's diving headers for, for set pieces, there's one of the goals of the season, in my opinion, with these goal against Rangers. It's such a unique yeah. and difficult strike to to get right, and to do that in the last minute of a of a game against one of the old firm uh, is is superb. He, he's, he's had assists this season, and so much responsibility has been put on him. He's actually lost his place a bit recently, and and, and I feel for him a bit. But his so form has. Not, dipped. I, I, I just I don't think it's a bad thing though. I don't think yeah, it's a I think bad thing. Sometimes you need to pull. Let's like, see, a lot of pressure's been put on him. Yeah. He's done a lot, and and he's and his form was always going to dip. He hasn't he hasn't went from barely able to do anything to to being the, the the best player in the country. We do need to find the sort of middle ground and the consistency levels. And if he keeps having periods like that, but I mean, there was a period where like he was he he won Hibs single handedly through his. Goals, yeah, uh, like because he scored on the opening day of the season as well. Like, he'd won Hibs like 10 points or like 12 points, um, and 
yeah, the, the turnaround's been brilliant. I, I, I love him for it. I'm still not convinced he's an absolutely brilliant player, but yeah. as long as he finds... And I, I said this when I'd done, I done Josh Campbell on a TV show before with, with the hype train, and I was like, I think we get into a point where... I don't think, I mean, teams are, Wigan did try to buy him, which I would have thought was the worst thing. So I think Sean Maloney done a terrible job with you. Don't, <laughs> don't go there. Uh, but now there's obviously that, because someone's doing well here, obviously Italian teams want him, yeah. uh, which would be brilliant and, and, and power to him. But I do feel really what's going to happen with, with Josh Campbell at a pretty young age is that we're going to have a guy who's probably going to maybe, could possibly play at hips for a real long time. Yeah, that's... Or, or he could bounce around and he just becomes like a, a stalwart of the Scottish Premiership and a, a midfielder who scores like over his career 60, 70 goals, yeah. which is pretty fucking good going with when you first saw him, this guy's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> he was, I've just looked up because I, I remember uh, that Kilmarnock game, I remember writing about him afterwards. And he is sort of. You called him Gooty, did you not? Is that yeah, so he, was, <laughs> he, he, he channeled his, he's, he's in a Gooty because he set up at Eli Yuan because he was like, he had a shooting opportunity, but he decided to the back, back heel it to uh, Yuan instead. Uh, it just reminded me of the famous assist from uh, Gooty, but yeah. it was just, it was such an all action performance. There. I think it's the most shots. Uh, the second most chances and uh, the second most dribbles, second most number of uh, second highest number of uh, re- recovery. So it was just it was just an all action, um, such an all action performance. Lee Johnson called him the perfect player, but he did say he wanted to get more out of his numbers in mm-hmm. in an attacking sense. But if, yeah, if you were had to hand out uh, an SPFL award for the most improved player uh, from last season to this season, it would it would have to be it would have to be um, Josh Campbell. But like you. There's still elements like is he is, is he all that good? And I'm not sh- not sure he is is that good for the for the move. See if he was if if he was putting up this form, uh, putting up these numbers. If he was 18, 19, even twenty, then the the whole Italy link absolutely twenty two. I just think maybe it's developments. It's mental to say he's only twenty two, but developments may slow down. Slow down is not being as quick as someone like Josh Doig. So. Yeah, I, he is someone I can just see being a uh, being like a Lewis Stevenson or Paul Hamlin. Yeah, and then he'll become he'll come in and out as being like a main player. Then he might drop into being a squad player at different points, and you'll and everyone will argue about it, <laughs> just yep. like Lewis Stevenson. Uh, and I just think he will take that that place. But as I said, with with having an eye for goal, which he definitely does. That can be a really fun player because if he can hit seven eight goals, you know, like if he was to play his career at Hibs with that, because obviously the other ones are Paul Hamlin and Stevenson. Defenders not going to score goals, but you've got a guy who plays his old career who can hit seven, eight, nine a season. Mm. You could be sitting and get a guy, as I said, who's finishing his career, scoring seven, eighty goals, and you could be talking about a guy who's like one of Hibs' greatest ever goal scorers, which seems just fucking bizarre. But the way that that's developing, you start to think there is a there's a ceiling, and and I think you agree with me there. There's a ceiling yeah. on what I think Josh Campbell can yeah. do because again, I think it's more to do with his physicals and his attitude. And his uh, intelligence, which I think is coming that you see with his way that he's movement and the way he can get into positions to score goals. But I always got a feeling his technicals at 22, how much better are they really, really going to get? I don't yeah. know. And then just where he finds his position, but Hibs will be able to use him as an eight to box the box. And as a 10, it's like a, because he's like a, he's like a hammer 10, if you know what I mean. He, he, it's like his pressing is really good yeah. in that position. He's, he's, he's not going to get on the ball and Fred passes he's, yeah. and break uh, break defences with his like, through balls. But the great thing is when you play him in that role, I mean, against Rangers in the season, 
because he's pressing, he won the ball, then he was able to play a through ball yeah. into Yuan. But it was a really simple ball. Simple and that's ball, what yeah. criticism. But just because he wins it, then he plays the through ball, and then Yuan crosses for, for ball to score, and he sees recoveries are so high, 8.83 yeah. a game, and that's with him playing in an attacking role as well as a, a midfield role. So I just think, yeah, he's definitely going to be a useful player, and I kind of hope that... Uh, <laughs> That, that, that maybe I'm right about the sale and he does become that guy who scores well over 50 goals for, for Hibs, who started off as a borderline joke figure who <laughs> people thought that... Because I thought he was a player that proved that Sean Maloney was just off his fucking head. Just didn't know. <laughs> he just thought... Because why you... You want to play this progressive football through the midfield and you've decided to do it with a guy who can't turn his head. This doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. But um, I think he's much better... Uh, not being put on that pressure as being the main responsibility to pick up the ball and, and carry it or move it. I think it's just ridiculous. It, 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 goes, it, goes, it. it goes to what we were saying about him in the final third. He just, he's not got the... I just don't think he's got the, the, the footballing technique, the footballing awareness, decision-making with the ball. Consistently, he just don't think he possesses that. But he possesses other, he has other, uh, other qualities, which are uh, which are much loved in a league like ours, which yes. might not be appreciated in other places. But anyway, I went on about Josh Campbell, but he deserves it because of his his, his uh, rise to fame this season. Now we enter the top five. So I have a feeling that we have the same uh, the, the same players in the next two positions, but it will be. I think I'll have. One player at fifth and one player at fourth, you'll have the vice versa. So can I suggest that, or can I um, uh, have a guess that you have Lane Clarkson at number five and Keanu Bacchus at number four? Nope, because you're going to get a fright of where I put Clarkson. <laughs> because I just didn't want to have the top three all Celtic players. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I would. Uh, I'm very much on board with this because uh, I think uh, Lake Clarkson is a tremendous, tremendous uh, yeah. talent. So yeah. it means it means we've both got. I'm guessing Keanu Bacchus at number five. Yes, he and- is. Uh, he he's a player that straight away I thought that is a great fucking signing by yeah. St Mirren. It just it, it kind of just, it, it goes back to what we talked about. Uh, Shinny, this boy is all action. He is uh, he's someone who, who fouls. I like that. I like I, I like a certain midfielder who is going to put his foot in. He's going to pick up yellow cards. He's going to foul, but he's going to engage with opponents mm-hmm. and he's going to make life difficult for opponents. And that's what Keanu Bacchus does. Is just because he's so. Uh, he's just a he's just a player who looks like he can he can run all day, and mm. I think it's I think it did say a lot that during the World Cup of Australia, he was he became more of a, he, he just he slowly but surely became more an important figure within mm-hmm. uh, within the midfield, and there was I don't think it was any surprise for St Mirren fans or anyone like us who've appreciated him this season. I did think he went off the boil a wee bit after coming back from the from the World Cup. No and- surprise to that because you've no. hit... I got some things I, I wonder about that and I think, I think similar maybe happened to, to Kai Rose at, at Hearts. Yeah. They had such a good World Cup. They went way beyond the expectations of their country. The come down coming home, whether you like it or not, it's real. And then you're, you're straight back into it and you're back into the day job. I'm not surprised there was a... There was a I say, as I say, a, a come down where they just couldn't hit the heights and, and get us. Probably just subconsciously just can't get as excited about it when you've been, yeah. when you've been going out and, and like running through the Argentina midfield, dribbling past everyone, or like Kyle Riles playing up against France. And I mean, Kyle Riles and and um, oh, who was his partner? It's now at Stoke. Uh, Harry Suter. Uh, Suter. I mean, they two like 
after they got a bit of a do in the first game, then suddenly they were like solid as a rock in there and people are talking about them in such high esteem. I, I'm not surprised that it happened and it doesn't take away from like just Bacchus again, just the minute, like what you said, the minute he came in, it's just like, oh, fuck's sake, this guy's perfect yes. for this. Why would not, everyone's watching the Aussie league. Everyone's watching Aussie players. Why the fuck have we not picked this guy up? Um, and then we're still fucking about with our stupid right backs, Lewis Miller. <laughs> how has this guy been, how, why have we missed this guy? Who, who's watching this? Because this guy is physically built for this. He can ball carry, he can tackle, he can get box to box, he can be a nightmare to play against, he can dribble. It's 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 everything you want is a sentiment you're there. And this this sounds uh, this is going to call him across sound and really creepy, but I love his legs, I, and that is just the way he moves. They are uh, like just he's got a great range for his legs, uh-huh. great movement of his legs. Just for like you said, with his um, uh, kind of up and down the pitch. Uh, run just just naturally running running with the ball but also when it comes to tackling and getting suited he's just such his legs just make him such an awkward mm. uh, midfielder to play against those telescope legs that he yeah. can use when he can drag the ball back and when he makes tackles he doesn't he can actually take possession from it yeah, uh, yeah. Drag it get, back he can, he can, he can get the it. leg round and uh, yeah, like, yeah. St- like scoop the ball away and it's so good that because that helps you counter attack because it's normally because you're doing it from behind or from the side and you're stopping someone who's driving with the ball there uh, yeah, you're able to turn, the game. yeah, and you're able to turn in the same movement because obviously McGinn done that ahead. So obviously, is the most obvious player that we've seen do that in, in Scotland. And then suddenly you're just driving at the other team, and they've got players that are moving in, in a new position to try and collect the ball because they have it. And it takes one second, and it's like the tackle and him turning round and driving with the balls all happened in one second. And you are and you're off, and that's just what what a it's like an underrated. So uh, attribute for your team to have, never mind just a player to have, and and it can make anything happen. Especially a team like Sibirin who do want to have the ball for long, and you can drag the ball forward, and suddenly you're you're, you're playing into your strikers. Uh, he's a tremendous player. I love him. The, the, the only the, my only slight critique uh, critique of him is the I thought he'd score a few more goals because he started the season he scored early, didn't he? Yeah, he scored. He scored, he scored against Hibs. Uh-huh. Um, he scored against Levy as well. He had a, he had a chance. Uh, and they were late had, runs. The one against him was a late run into the box, and he they, said foot for a cutback. Yes, and think that's perfect. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought he was going to do because he, he he did um, he did that against Hibs, but he looked like he was doing he was having chances in other games as well. And I just thought that is um, you, you've got this all action player who's actually making those box breaking runs, getting on the end of cutbacks, uh, like or even just playing off. Um, a younger and 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 main at the time picking up the kind of those loose balls. And I thought he'd score a few more goals, but he's not done that. But I think he's got that in his game. Yeah, I miss I miss a younger for that exact reason because I yeah. liked it with Bacchus and Ayunga because it was like these people like just looking the way they, the the makeup of their bodies and then the way that they use them and they were both through the spine of their team. Like that's a fucking nightmare, man. Like yeah. they like they get out the Inga and he can grab you. He's got these rangy legs where he can sort of move a bit quicker than you think he is when, when he's carrying the ball. And you were doing that with Bacchus as well. You're like, Christ, man, these guys are going to be good. And I think they're both contracted into next season. Yeah. Um, and and I and I, I hope for Samirin's sake that they keep him, even though I mean Hibs like to sign a player for Samirin, so do that. But he'll be well, I think he'd be well out of our price range already. Seven uh, figures, I would imagine. But yeah, surely, because he just absolutely. as again, it's just modern footballer, everything that kind yeah. of that you want. And like you say, 
developing to be had, even though you've had a little sneak peek of what's possible with the goals. Because if you're a player like Bacchus with that, similar like what John McGinn, I, I use John McGinn because he's just the most obvious sort of um, comparison, is if you add, if you turn that and then you add seven goals to your game, yep. you're an English Premier League player. That, like, you know, like we add, and, and, and maybe like, obviously McGinn had set pieces as well. If you can add a bit of finesse or a bit of goals or a sissy, you'll have to add one of them. He can go. He could go pretty far. Man. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, there'll be teams. There'll be teams in England that have. Well, he's already been linked with teams in England uh, because, especially the uh, teams in the Championship. Oh God, uh, will just be like that is he, that 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 is that is all us. So we can just all twenty four teams in the Championship. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 battle for them. Sit and end up selling them for like twelve million uh, after the <laughs> <laughs> uh, transfer battle. Right, I am intrigued though. Who have you got at number four that is a Celtic player? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this is nonsense. This is just because I wanted to yeah. to break up the. Freeze. I love it, Tony. I love it. Uh, um, uh, and again, this one is better than the one I've got in second as well. But just the season that the one in second had and how yeah. much it surprised me. So I've put O'Reilly in at fourth, and this is despite. I mean, I think he's got the best assist out of this whole this whole gang. I think he's got eleven assists. Uh, he's got absolutely everything, O'Reilly. I think this is be where you come in and you call them a Rolls Royce of a player. I think definitely o- O'Reilly would fit that. Someone's trying to get on the football cliches podcast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what they, they would. This is this is the archetype player for that. And and I love O'Reilly. I think he had, which I think is not a bad thing. I think he did have a little bit of downturn and he had to deal with a slight bit of missing form. Having someone like Moy come in. Yeah. And challenge him for his position because I think O'Reilly maybe got it. I think because he was so good last season and he and he and he sort of breakthrough season at Celtic. You're like Christ, this guy's this guy's it. He's just absolutely brilliant. He can do anything. This guy, I was thinking this guy's going to be at Arsenal. You know, I was really thinking this is the levels he can go to. Yeah, Newcastle, I think Newcastle, Newcastle and Leicester were definitely linked with him. Definitely, and and and, and I think players will, and, and I think he will go that point. Mm. But I do think. I think players at a young age, when they do that, they probably need, it's better they take the hit early where it's no, just everything's just going to go high. You know, where you just never stop moving and you just go into the stratosphere. And it was good for O'Reilly to maybe have that bit where he was struggling to score goals. I mean, that's been a story of his season until, until recently. And I'm eventually actually losing his place uh, in that sense of view because I thought that was just like was just impossible to happen so I think that in the long run that'll be good for him and his recent form as well has been really really good for Celtic yeah so I've got him I, I've got him at two because mm-hmm. he's just I just think he's, he's like, the best he's, he's the second best player on the list he is yes 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 and the the, the form aspect so after after the World Cup, uh, after the break for the World Cup, and came uh, Scott Schubel returned. That's when Adam Moy started to come into started to come to the fore and have this really important position within the midfield. And that's you saw O'Reilly. He dropped out the team, then he came back in because he had to play the McGregor role when McGregor had that that injury. So he wasn't impacting the game the way he used to because he was playing in a in, in a deeper position. I also this is just this is just a theory, nothing based on it. I wonder if there was an aspect of that slight disappointment that he didn't get to go to the World Cup mm. because he was in the running 
to be Definitely called was, up by yeah. Denmark. He had obviously played for the, the 21s and he was certainly, he was, he was, he was, he was certainly talked about as going to the, uh, going to the World Cup with, with Denmark. And then that didn't happen. And then he maybe didn't get the move that he might have thought would have been, um, on the horizon. That talked about Newcastle, talked about uh, talked about Leicester, and I wonder if maybe took his maybe not either of the ball, ball, but just it's, I, I think it's only natural. These are subconscious things as yeah, well. It's not yeah, like it's I'm just, not saying that he's coming up the train and he's not trying as hard. It's just yeah. literally as a subconscious thing, and and maybe he's just not as sharp as he was because he's yeah. not fully in it all the time. But man, uh, what, like, but like what? I said earlier, I think that'll be good for O'Reilly. I think yeah. ultimately these little hits at a young age, I think players. That'll make them better in the long run in terms of leadership skills, uh, their attitude, because they take a few stings as they go. And life isn't just fucking hell, this is a doddle. I just go there, be brilliant there, and I'm off to the World Cup with one of the better teams at the, at the World Cup. Now I've signed for Newcastle. You know, like it just things can be too easy for a player. And I think that you get a better player in the long run if they maybe take a couple of hits. Uh, along the way, unless we're talking about you know the world's best, you know like Mbappe. Obviously, that wasn't going to be a thing for him. But, but the, the, the the thing with 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 uh, watching Riley is that he looks like he is play. It, it looks like the Premiership's too easy for him, and he plays in us in, in a similar manner to um Or when I watch him, there's 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 similarities to Virgil Van Dijk, where I'm just looking at him it's like, yeah, I know you've got levels. I know you've got levels to go to. You are. I don't think you're even um stretching towards. 80, 90%. I think you've you've got more levels to reach. And I think he's O'Reilly might be one of those uh, one of these players who you drop him into, you could probably drop him into any team in the world, and his uh, his level would rise, rise, rise. And um just because of the environment that he's in, I think he'd just be so so used to it. But the one thing I would like to see more from O'Reilly is a bit of killer instinct in mm. uh, in the final third. Right he's assessing. Is the yeah. sisters incredible? But I'm I'm looking at Riley and thinking, from midfield for Celtic, for the quality you have, the left 15, foot you have, fifteen, you, you you should be you should be hitting double figures for easy. goals and assists. Yeah, Both. easy, easy. Like it shouldn't even be a a discussion with a player because you're saying he played like O'Reilly could should be what I should see for him every three games or four games is him picking up the ball around the centre circle, driving, lending the ball to a couple of people as he goes, yep. keeping on driving, going past someone at the edge of the box and then just popping into the bottom corner. Yep. I feel like I should see that goal all the time from him because of because on top of that, he's got all the physicals to do that, to get to, to move that quickly. And then uh, just the sheer ability to lend it a different point, little touch, great first touch coming back, the ability to dribble. He's got... The locked, or even just uh, the way the way Celtic play, especially at Celtic Park, where the a big thing with Celtic is getting the ball down the side and mm. they play across uh, across the box. Um, uh, obviously, it's a lot of time it's the the winger coming in the back post or uh, Furuhashi's movement, uh-huh. uh, incredible. But I'd actually you just want to see O'Reilly get into those positions where the ball lands at his feet as a crowded penalty box. He shoot, he goes to shoot. He fades, uh, kind yeah. of fades, puts someone on his arse, gets a wee bit of space, and then uh, finds the back of the net. And yeah. do you think he has? Because I think there was there was a period uh, during his self career where it was just like, is he ever going to score? And yeah. uh, I don't know if it was uh, earlier this season, but then he, he had kind of finally did. So you know it's there, right? Number three. Well, I've got I've got Mister Clarkson. So I I I did have him. Uh, I've got about, I've got about four just because uh, the, the, those Celtic the, those Celtic shield. But I I think watched him. 
I've watched them a lot this season. Just just happened to watch a lot of Aberdeen games, covered Aberdeen games. I think he is a real deal. Oh, he's yeah. a really, really, really good player there. And uh, it's hard to say with. Um, I think I think he's been better for Aberdeen than James Madison was for Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been more effective. The as uh you 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 mentioned it earlier on when you talked about that midfield three of Clarkson, Ramadani, and Shinny. The thing with Clarkson, and you, you can kind of say that uh, compare it to Levitt, is that he can play. I think he is so effective and efficient in the, no matter what midfield role he plays. If mm-hmm. he plays a six, he can put himself about. But Barry Robson liked him. Certainly, he talked about him as a playing him as a six earlier on in the season when he first came in because he wanted Clarkson to get on the ball more mm-hmm. and he wanted him to control proceedings from the back in a similar way that maybe like you look at Callum McGregor as a six mm-hmm. rather than a defensive midfielder. He can play as a 10 because he is... Um, He's got that goal scoring in the belly. And what if watch? I would, I would urge anyone to watch his goals from this season. Every single one is an absolute screamer. Just right. he's got great, great technique. And then, I, then as an eight, he can combine. He can uh, combine it all. He gets about the pitch really, really well. He's he's not someone who you look at some technical players like like the the, the running the physical aspect of it uh, side of the game is maybe where they're weaker. I don't. He puts himself about. He's he, he's happy to. Um, to do that, that kind of nitty gritty side of the game, but his his range of passing, his awareness, and his ability to so we will see a pass. Some a lot of a lot of players are capable of seeing passes, but then to carry out, you look at that the, the assist for Bojamioski against mm. Rangers. Oh yeah, the trajectory of that ball. I actually had to. I, I, I don't know if it was. Um, I, I think I put it in the in the chat because I was up at Pataudry that day and it was like. Asking if that took a deflection because just the way the ball moved and he got it to move and that's that's what he can do if he's shooting that's what he can do if he's passing he's just been uh just it's just been a fabulous sign. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's, the thing you talk about, like, moving them back to create space. I like that because... He creates space even in the rough and tumble world of Scottish football where yeah. the game's got a billion miles per hour. That's, that, I think that's, that's where you know you've got a serious talent in your hands. Yeah. And you, how many how many English players have you seen come up, young players on loan and just not being able to handle it? They get eaten alive and it's nothing to do with their yeah. talent. It's nothing to do with their, with their technical ability. It's just that they can't handle the pace of it and they can't find the space on the pitch for them to sort of impact the game. Um, in terms of a player that we've seen up here recently, I think there's similarities with, with Connor Ronan. 
uh, and his ability mm. to play loads of different roles, not yep. necessarily all as effective, but he's got such a breadth of attributes yep. that you can, you can put him in any of the roles and, and he can be effective. Yeah, he's uh, a good comparison. Yeah, I, I did, but I think like Ronan maybe had pressing above Clarkson, but I think Clarkson's actual technical ability is higher yeah. than, than Ronan's in terms of his ability to, to, to pass the ball. But the impact that they had in the game, I think, was really similar. And as the season grows, you start seeing them in all these different roles. You're like, wow, this guy's this guy's got everything. He's he's really patient with the ball. So he makes right decisions all the time. So again, he can play again, it's just these breath. It's like again, these quick turnovers that, that they like doing now. He can do that. So the kid plays on the swivel and he'll play the ball forward really, really quickly. Or he can play the quarterback passes and, and just spray them and sort of dictate the the pace of the game. I was thinking about him, he's he's not an insecure player at all he doesn't always have to show everything he's got he's willing to as it because he's willing to play different roles he's willing to show these different he's got these different attributes but he doesn't like because there's some players they want to show it all all at once and that makes them make poor decisions it makes them want to show like a butterfly i want to show them all my colors i want to show them all at once he's not like that at all it's like he's in but he's patient he'll take his time mm. you'll see you'll see the other parts of my game later because i'm going to be involved in this game all the he's- time I think um, he's, he's, he's it's, it's, it's interesting you, you say that because watching him, there's a lot of times where he he's on the ball and he'll go for a pass and then he'll just he'll just like actually like last second that's not the best decision and then he'll just uh, rather than follow through with the pass he'll kind of just check bring the ball back and then and then start to go and then go searching again. I asked Tom, does that like what his Who's the? Because uh, you, my, uh, my favorite thing on this is to either give you the the Scottish version of this, and he's going for a, a budget Tony Cruz, is how he oh. described uh, Leighton Clarkson. Uh, but uh, and, and and Cruz had shooting in his locker as well. But it's like just how do you how do you use Clark? It's one of those. I think the deeper role is better than than the ten role that can get two. It's just. He's got too much going. I always thought Ronan was better in the 10 role, for example, because his pressing was really good and his shooting was really good. Um, so that was the best things, even though he did have other things in his game, like his deep passing was really good. It was accurate. But Clarkson just, his shooting's so good that it doesn't matter. He can get into that position at a later date and, and, and curl one in when the yeah. ball breaks or something. And I he, want him to control everything. I yeah, want him yeah, to be yeah, the main yeah. man. I think that's that. That was that was that was Robinson's point. Is that you? You're not. You're wanting him involved in play earlier. You're wanting him involved in play a lot more rather than him having to kind of wait to get the ball in the final third. And against teams are not um, are not scared to kind of get bodies behind the ball in mm-hmm. Scotland, especially especially with the amount of teams that play a back three, which is essentially at times a back five, and then you've got three to four other players in front, and it makes it comes difficult to get space in the final third. Mm-hmm. Clarkson is uh, get him getting him in front of that defensive uh, uh, line rather than between the lines does does help. Brilliant. What a player. And I hope, I hope well, again, it's always this, I hope to see him next season, but I don't really. Unless he's winning the midfield lockdown, uh, Aberdeen. And I think that when they, with that midfield, with that manager, they will really grow into something. And it would maybe be something, I would say to Clarkson, if I was his agent, it's really easy to make another loan move now. It's maybe easy to go elsewhere with bigger money and bigger clubs, arguably down south. But, I think there might be they might be really onto something with the three of them mm-hmm. and the manager. And I would think, and obviously if they get 
European football next season, it might not be the worst to just sit still and have another season with everything. So, and he will be treated like the main man and they'll probably play him in the way that they get the best out of him, which might not necessarily happen if he goes to another team. They might have to find him out again, figure out again. Like you're saying, he can be moved around positions. So it might take time. He might be used to plug holes if he goes into the championship and down south, something like that. When it's here, one more season, a top flight team playing in, playing in Europe, loads of games and being treated where the team understands how good you are and where you should be used. That might be the best place for him to develop for one more year. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, I, absolutely. It'll be, um, then again, I think Liverpool might look at uh, the, the, Dylan, the Dylan Levitt issue. Um, where he, he <laughs> you get bored. Get... <laughs> <laughs> or Aberdeen all sound shite players. <laughs> 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 He'll be playing with fucking 34 year old ex hearts midfielders before he knows it. <laughs> Play him and him and Robert Snodgrass in a very, very uh, <laughs> yeah. non running midfield. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to number two. So, Aaron Moy. Mm-hmm. He, um, so, with, with Moy, the, I think the big context around here is how he started and then where he, the level he got to. Because I remember watching, like, the St Mirren game, uh, the last time Celtic were beating a domestic uh, domestic game, he was shit. Yeah, uh, he wasn't the only one. Celtic, Celtic, Celtic were really, really poor. But he, he looked like he actually he looked like the player that I thought maybe Celtic were were, were going to sign. It's like, did is he going to fit into that uh, Celtic midfield where? Um, Yes, they they're very technical. They can keep the ball, but there's uh, the, the, there's a physical side to it. There's a real energetic side to it. Just whether he can uh, can fit in there. But then it goes back to what you said about Stephen Davis. Is that even at 32, this guy is still a very very good player. That when you find a role for him, he is going to be uh, a really good signing, and that has proved to be the case because after the World Cup break, he was the best player, certainly for probably four or six weeks, uh, the best player in the league. It just and the funny thing, and this annoys me, <laughs> but the funny thing is for for Postacoglu, everyone thought this was the old pals act, and they just would give him a, yeah. a wee role in the team, and he could dip in and out when he feels like it. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's not like he's other side is a lot younger, more there from different leagues. That's a guy we all know a bit about, and and has probably had his day. Uh, and uh, Postacoglu just looking after him, giving a little run. But then he all he needed was time to get up to speed and get fit. And then the minute that happened, uh, Postacoglu sort of unleashed him. And he was and, and the thing I liked about him is just his intelligence levels is yes, he can he can get on the ball and, and be a dictator. But I really liked the way that he just turned into like he was really good without the ball and he would yes. he'd drift out of the game. Yep. And then he would just pop up and he'd make those runs beyond. And it's like, oh, but I didn't even know that was like a big part of of his game, really, like in my memory of of Aaron Moy, so it was interesting way to do it. And then he became, and he was like a deadly finisher. And then he became the guy that takes the penalties. And then he just became like the main man for a wee while. And I was like, I, I would not have. I was. I really thought it was just going to be the sign in that we brush on the table and we just don't talk about in the future. Oh, they, I, I, absolutely. I just I thought it would be. It's, it's, it's kind of almost one of those. Oh, mind when Celtic signed Aaron Moy. Yeah, one of those. But no, he's he's been he's he's been so uh, so good. And watching him in the flesh was the 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 League Cup final against Rangers. He just you really appreciate that the fact that he 
He doesn't want to get involved all the time. Is that there's you see midfielders? I mentioned them earlier. Roberts uh, just a couple of minutes ago. Roberts Nodgas. He wanted to get involved at every single yeah. fucking opportunity. Whereas Adam Moy just like I don't need to be involved at every opportunity. I'll with my movement, I'll create space and I'll get the ball when I want to be involved in an area where I can be my most dangerous. And you and saw that teams. against Rangers. You saw that against St. Johnston where uh, he scored a couple of goals. Mm. And you, you saw that any time he's played is that he is, he, he's quite he's quite stealthy in the way that he, mm. uh, in the way that he moves with the ball, without the ball. And uh, he's, Postcogley talked about as well. He's 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 actually a really strong guy. He's got a really strong core, mm. and that's helped him within the Scottish football and the the physical side of the game that you need. Yeah, it might have been one of those that players maybe went and try to rough him up, and they got a bit of a fright. Yeah, uh, that 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 yeah, because I think I I know we did as a collective. I underestimated him, and I thought it was oh yeah, just, I said I did, and I know other people did, and I just only seen him be that good. <laughs> before and I said I knew he was playing down did he, did he not play he played in a bit of a backwater league recently did he not for, played for in, he was in China China yeah and, yeah. and no offence or anything just that obviously it's not it's not like there's other Asian leagues that, that Postacoglu certainly proved are very very good yeah. uh, but but China has is, is always been and I think it's fair it's, it's more of a it's a cash grab place to go and settle when, when, when you get older so it's it's nice to see someone come back and to come back to a league like ours could have you been in China making loads of money? Like, can I be fucked with that now? Am I going to go to Scotland <laughs> where it's like sort of lower quality, but it's like I'm going to be asked loads of physical questions? It's like, um, so the fair play, it's, it's, it can be a stressful. I think Scottish football yeah. can be uh, on the pitch, uh, or, or off, especially or, uh, certainly off the pitch if you play for one old firm, but on the pitch, it can be a stressful environment but, uh, just I'm because I'm like, oh, it's a bit the hear him, scare him nature of uh, it. Yeah, and maybe can you be arsed for that as you get yeah. older? You know. No, I mean, but, but his quality shone through, and that and that was kind of another reason why I put him a bit higher. It was just more of a a nod to um, me being wrong, <laughs> yeah. and, and sort of like and, and and the surprise of it, and that that sort of got him in that role. But I mean, I could talk about Hatati all night, and I, if you listen to this podcast or watch the television show. I mean, Atati is the best player in this league. I said this, it's the thing I'm most proud of because I said last season, this guy will get put of the year this season and yeah. I was under no doubt. And and I've seen it again and it's even with him, his goal threats maybe dropped a little bit this season compared to the start now. But the other parts of his game have just come to the fore and he just is a magnet to the ball. He just can do absolutely everything. And it's done at the with the finesse and style of a Real Madrid Barcelona style central midfielder and at 24 I think he is I think there is an avenue for Hattati go up because that performance against Real Madrid at Parkhead Hattati looked more than up yes. for it and that's against the best midfield in the world the um, one of my one of the most memorable moments of fell was unfortunately there that uh, that night um, and one of the most memorable moments of watching games this season uh, and certainly in the flesh was Hatati getting a there was a throw in from Juranovic and he, he took the uh, he took the throw in first time on the volley and just pinged it from right to left about sixty yards crossing ball straight onto the feet of uh, straight off the uh, Jota and obviously before then obviously knew uh, Hatati was a was a serious player but it was kind of that moment that game you're just thinking fucking hell Celtic have got an absolute 
absolute dream of a player here and he is it's one of those where I always find when we when we do these lists when you get uh, get to the top one or two it's it's almost harder to talk about them just because they're they're, they're just very good and, but it's visible most, you can see yeah. it everyone can see it there's nothing I, I can't tell you any secrets but like but with more so Hatai just like just don't know what to just don't know what to say about him just because he's just he's just so fucking good <laughs> yeah yeah takes in tight areas he can turn he can do that cool thing you were talking about earlier about uh, you know when you don't bother touching it, you've got such awareness. Let it you run across like, your body, yeah. Yeah, let it run across. Because uh, I I remember uh, friend of the podcast Chris, he used to always slag off Frank Lampard uh, when we were growing up, and then he say he went to he went to a game and, and Lampard was playing, and that was the thing he was like, I was completely wrong. When watching him in the flesh, the way he does that, it doesn't matter if he's not if he's only one pace because everyone else is miles behind his brain, and attack is like that. But get around, he can do everything. He's got the set pieces. Yep. He can. He's got the the long range of passion. He's got the touch. He can dribble. He's got a brilliant shot on him that I say we maybe seen a bit less of than than I possibly expected. Uh, this season is maybe a tiny only criticism that I can maybe think of. Um, he is, but he's the best player in the in the country. Oh yeah, bar none. Uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. He's, and I include um, Jota in that. I include Jota in that. Oh yeah, he's, he's best. He's absolutely the best. The best player. In, uh, best player in the country. The there's also. It's, I like the, the selflessness of his performances, and the you, you look at Celtic, where uh, sometimes the, the, the way they play, they can have the fullback coming in, and the, a lot of it time it, it means that Hatati needs to cover space out wide mm-hmm. when the fullback comes in and uh, Jota's coming in, so he's having to uh, he's having to move away from the central position, so he's just really comfortable. Um, he's just comfortable in different areas, but he's also really good football. He just he just looks like he's got a great football brain in terms of in possession where he's meant to be uh, off mm-hmm. the ball, and I think clubs uh, down south or around Europe uh, should must most, be. should should recognise that. Be. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like you mentioned a systems player there as well, which is something that some players, technical players, when they're at maybe at our level, they, they don't appreciate that. They're too good. They maybe don't do that. And and But he's a young guy coming from Japan over here and he's already seen is developing over a year with Postacoglu. Postacoglu mm-hmm. is also getting linked to jobs maybe a bit higher than people would have thought. They would be like, like his name getting linked to like the pretty borderline premium job not saying he's going to get them but it shows that people are thinking of him even at that level and I, I've got to assume that Hatati is the same because like you said I mean the way the, the inverted fullbacks thing that could this could have done Hatati a huge favour before going forward because that's quite in vogue teams are playing that way mm-hmm. uh, at, at the very very highest level so they, they'd be looking at well he's already trained to do to do that and that'd be like when we're good if we take a risk on a guy he's not going to cost us the earth you know i mean he's, he's there's always going to be a ceiling on what celtic can ask a team for um but you, you could take a punt on him because you feel like he'd he'd maybe settle in quite quickly yeah, i think club the, the the age thing for me so I, I look at like big big clubs especially if it was if it was down south where they're going to spend big money on a player in the Scottish Premiership that they need to be probably twenty four or twenty four or under just because uh, you want you want eight years out of them yeah you want you money. want a lot of time but you also think right he's still younger can can mould him Hattie's now twenty five I still think he's just he's one of those players that. He's just so good, but I think there'd be an understanding now within Europe and the English Premier League is that I think there's more confidence buying from Scotland mm-hmm. and spending out a bit more to buy players from Scotland, and especially if it's buying players, uh, someone from Scotland uh, who's at Celtic, where they're used to winning, used to dominate the ball, used, uh, used to play in Europe. 
Nothing has shocked me more than when Hatati wasn't in the Japan squad. Yeah, I was, you were just about to say, he's got uh, one fucking cap for Japan. Who, uh, who, who are these midfielders in uh, the, the Japanese uh, national team? Who I know are they're they? good. I know, they're good. I, know, I know Japan and I watched a bit of them and they are good. And, and, and but they, There is no way that they've got 25 better players than, than Ryo Hatati. I just do not accept that as a thing. I just don't. Otherwise, why are they not getting their fucking... If they're better than Hatati, they should be playing for, for all sorts of fucking clubs. So uh, looking at their midfield... They do have some. I know that they do have some big names in there. I forget them, but I know they do. So looking at their midfield uh, their midfield options on their Wikipedia um, uh, Wikipedia team list, Waturu and... Uh, so they've got players Stuttgart, Lask, Freiburg, Brighton, that, uh, the, uh, Matoma, who's meant to be Matoma. a really good player. Uh, I know yeah, he's not a midfielder. Tubo, uh, sorry, uh, Real Sociedad, Sporting, Rem. Eintracht Frankfurt, Fortuna can I do so? So obviously there's there's a few players there playing for for big clubs, but none of them. I've, I, the only one I've really heard of um, getting a lot of attention is Matomo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matoma at Brighton, and he, he plays, he's, he's he plays more that attacking midfield. Yeah, role. he's an he's an attacker. So yeah, it, who's 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 the national team boss? Um, it is. Uh, head coach Hajime Moriyasu get a fucking grip Moriyasu uh, yeah, yeah I mean you're at it it feels more like he maybe doesn't like because with the Kyogo one as well I didn't. I, I don't buy that either I don't no. buy it I don't buy that they've got it, what you bring four strikers that I just I, I, I'm doing this from my own bias and I'm not bothering to look at I'm not seeing how good they are I'm not bothering I just don't believe Japan are, are sort of have players the four guys streaming out of their team that are better than that. I just don't. And it must have been more, I think they, he likes the pressing ability and he does like the, the really high work rate. Hence why May does like he's like a main man. But the, yeah, the, the, silly. The only thing I'll say is that I think both both were called up for the either last, um, I think maybe we're both were called up for the last uh, round of matches, Qualifiers. but they were not, um, I don't know. No, I don't think, I, I, no, I don't think they were. Fucking uh, hell. So I'm not having it. Not having ignore, it. Yeah, ignore me. Yeah, get, 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 not having get it. a grip. Get a grip. Aye. Well, after, I think, about 90 minutes of talking, <laughs> as as is always the case, we get carried away. We we, we talk effusively about uh, about certain players. We talk nonsense. But thank you very much, Tony. And I think I think that was a very fair list. We've there was a lot of um, lot of similarities. So yeah, I like to think so. And and we'll uh, we'll get a list to Graham. To, to put the nice wee graphic together, I'll send you my list, and we'll, maybe I'll, I'll talk to you over the like just a bit little subtle change we make to make the actual twelve. Uh, but I think that we can come, me and you can easily come to a consensus here. Yes, yeah, to, to get a twelve out, and then everyone can can start kicking, putting the boot in. I like to think hard push to think the players that they would want put in there uh, would be my argument, but but I'm sure somebody will be able to tell me why. Uh, they, they they should be in there, so we'll find there, out. There, obviously, there might be a few who will uh, argue for someone who might be in the attacking midfield list. Mm. But um, other than that, it's like uh, there's, there's there's I looked at the looked at the looked at the list of players again, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm struggling to see struggling to see anywhere. Uh, yeah, who, how, where, where, I'm, I'm not putting Halberg in, even though I quite like Halberg, but he's no, nowhere he's near. <laughs> Harks, no, Slattery, no, no, no. Andy Halliday, absolutely not. Cancola, <laughs> uh, no, right. Keo, no, right. It was easy. Yeah, I found it quite easy to get the 12. 
Yeah, I, I did. I found I found I found it uh, pretty easy to. So I think my long list was thirteen or fourteen, and I think that included Levitt and it included one more. But the 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 one more that escapes me. But yeah, if I there's think pl- there's players I like on the on the later part of it. Like I like Cornelius. I think he's got a long way to go. But he was parts about- I like him about, about yeah. him. Uh, Omi Onga's obviously got a bit of history that I like yeah. him, but still. But yeah, none, none of them are making making this list. So yes, thank you very much, Tony. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, be sh- sure to check out the Patreon. There's loads of uh, loads of content going up, and also a shout out to the a view from the Terrace live show, which is happening on. I get this date uh, wrong often. Twenty sixth May, the twenty sixth of May, a Friday, Friday and it's at St Luke's in Glasgow. I think a guest has been announced very soon. It might have even been announced. Oh, it's, it's been announced. It's, it's been, been announced. announced. I've not been on. I've been working. I've been busy. Who Thank is it? Joe? Who who are we talking to? We 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 are talking to Scotland international Stephen O'Donnell. Oh, all sods! He's a terrace favourite. Eh? He is a, he is a terrace favourite. He's uh, he's appeared on a view from the terrace before. He did mm-hmm. some baking uh, cookies, I think it was with uh, uh, with Cairns. Uh, <laughs> yes, South yeah. Lanarkshire's finest, Graham uh, Thurs, or North Lanarkshire, one of the Lanarkshires, and uh, he had a good time. And he seems like a seems like a good egg. So he he'll be egg. there. Uh, St. Luke's, myself, I will be there. Tony, you'll be there as well. I'll be um, there. We'll be, we'll be joined by Sean Telfer, Fowler, Rob as well. I think there's. Um, Minimum tickets left, so be sure to get across to a view from the uh, a view from the terrace. Go, go on the go on the Twitter account, and the link will be there, and get a ticket. Because yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I really do uh, think it'll be a lot of fun. Day before the derby, Joe, we can uh, we'll get that in. We can have a good laugh, and then we can go our separate ways Ooh. for the day. Well, I was going to say, hopefully, there's something to play for between uh, Hearts and Ibs, but I think I'm good. hoping I'm hoping there's something to play for is us needing to win to finish third. <laughs> yeah, not not us fighting over fifth. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah, uh, but brilliant. I thanks, mate. I'll have a have a nice night. Cheers. Good stuff. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.